Welcome to the Evolvepreneur podcast channel, which is sponsored by Evolvepreneur.biz, a new online community-based platform designed to help develop your skills and knowledge to be massively successful in this new digital age. Your host today is John North, who is a three-time number one international best-selling author and strategic marketer. John's passion is to help business owners to master the online marketing world. Welcome to Evolpreneur Podcast. My very special guest today is Sil Kalab, is an executive coach and psychologist with over 15 years career in counselling and coaching. She supports executives and experts in resetting their mind for health and wealth in four sessions they can take their work and life balance to the next level. She trained with a broad range of international experts like world-renowned therapist Marissa Pia and Professor Just, Justin Kennedy. She's also an official member of the Forbes Coaches Council in 2019. Welcome, Heather. Thanks for coming along today. Thank you very much, John, for having me on your show today. Fantastic. So um, we've got a few things we talked about before, and it's quite an interesting subject. That's part of the reason why I sort of thought I'd get you on the show, because we haven't really talked about a lot of psychology and stuff for people before. Um, give me a little bit of idea of where you came from. How did you get to where you are today? Like, what, what did you actually start off? So a lot of people start off their life in a different way and end up in something else. Is that what happened to you? Or did you always want to be a psychologist? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a very typical psychologist. I, I studied psychology. I emphasized organizational psychology. But then life brought me to different stages or even different countries. I worked first for a telecommunication industry in Germany. Then I did development work as a technical advisor in Kenya. Mm -hmm. And from there I worked for a private company in the water sector and as a school counselor. And this brought me to Dubai. Right. And there I just added further trainings, uh, NLP coaching, systemic work, hypnotherapy, what else, breath work, and new science coaching, right. okay. just to, to create really a, a good portfolio. Right, interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I think um, one of the things that a, an, uh, an entrepreneur needs to be is almost an amateur psychologist. <laughs> because I think in yes. a lot of cases that you, know, you need to understand how the human mind works and, you know, what people, what people do stuff. Otherwise, you know, when you're marketing, you have no idea. So um, what you asked me, you know, we had some sort of questions prepared. So what, what's the foundation of being a successful leader in your mind, like um, in terms of what you do? And that's yeah, for, for me, a successful leader is someone who really has his mind and his brain in a very good condition mm -hmm. because everything what you're doing, what you are, what you act, your decisions, your stress control, your creativity, your innovations, your persistence all come from one place and that's your brain. Mm, true. <laughs> and therefore, and I think it's uh, something we always overlook what really drives us and evolves us as entrepreneur is really our brain and especially stress. Yeah, and often you have a lot of stress, you have time frames, sometimes looking for, for, for clients. If you're starting up, you have a lot of hours to, to invest and therefore 
it's very important to look also at your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. There, there's a very famous study, it's often quoted mm-hmm. by Michael Freeman. And it's a study from 2015, but nobody has repeated it. Okay. He interviewed 2000, over 2,500 entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and he asked them about their mental states. And what came out was that 30%, these were self interviews, yes, mm-hmm. self reflections. Yeah. And 30% recorded to have a depression. Mm-hmm. 29% to suffer from ADHD, this attention disorder, 12% from substance abuse, and 11% had bipolar disorder, where you have phases mm-hmm. or periods of depression and manic disorder. Wow. And th- this is very, int- it's much higher than the prevalence of the normal American population in that year. And it shows you that uh, being an entrepreneur, standing on on your own, financial risk you have to take, the up and downs of your business, they really take it uh, like, like, how you say it? Yeah, on on your um, mental health. Wow. That, make, that explains some of the customers I've dealt with over the years. Because <laughs> I noticed a lot of the really successful entrepreneurs that I've sort of um, been associated with, particularly over the last three or four years, ADHD or whatever, is, has been something that a lot of them have said, oh, I've been, have, I've been diagnosed it or I probably am because I think part of it is like that's kind of what they use as a way of trying to get their, their business running because they're, they're all over the place. They create a lot of tension, right? <laughs> Um, but I don't think it's a great way to kind of track staff and, and keep people if you're if you're too um, too distracted. I think at the end of the day, so yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah, and it's also a certain personality type who chooses to be an entrepreneur. Yes, it's a, already a kind of a selection, and then you live in an environment that causes a lot of stress, that holds a lot of stress factors. Mm. As I said. Uh, a financial situation maybe funds are not going through or you don't get the income you you needed for that month yeah and you're always like in in this limbo where you don't know what will come in the next month yeah and this takes really troll on on your whole overall functioning Mm. and very important uh, step is that you really take care on your stress response and there is a concept I often share. It's called sneeze. Right, okay. That's the best prevention for any burnout or mental health disorder. Okay. And you want me to describe it? For yeah, the high thing. <laughs> so obviously not Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so sneeze to prevent stress and burnout and whatever oh, comes. <laughs> so the first one, uh, the S stands for sleep. Yeah. It's very necessary that you sleep at least seven hours per night. I'm really emphasizing night. How many? Yeah, not during the day, no naps during the day, because at night certain hormones are active and they're only active during nighttime. Mm -hmm. And this helps you really to rejuvenate, get your systems back, yeah, 
restructure yourself and you have to go through several sleeping cycles mm -hmm. to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And therefore, seven hours of continuous sleep mm -hmm. really makes sure that you go through these several sleeping cycles. That's very, very important. We always think, or some people proclaim, they only need to, to sleep for four hours. Mm. Maybe there are some people out there, mm. and, uh, but that's not the norm. Mm. Our brain is not programmed for that. So my understanding when, when I've been reading some books about um, the history, brief history of the world and stuff like that, it's quite interesting. And one of the things it said was that human beings started to sort of their brain got bigger and, and, and was able to do more when they actually just actually invented dogs themselves because they actually trained dogs to look after them. And the idea is they could sleep and their brain grew bigger. So obviously that's the same principle, right? So at the end of the day, you know, humankind's kind of gone the other way now where they're not getting as much sleep as they probably were yeah, a long, long time Because ago. this is regulated by a deep centre in the brain, by the hypothalamus. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is a very old region of the brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it regulates our stress response, sleep cycle, appetite, and uh, this is not even our control under our control. It's the vegetative nervous system, mm -hmm. and uh, therefore sleep is one of the things. And uh, it's not of humankind. We have different parts that evolved over uh, mankind, mm -hmm. and this is a very old part of the brain, and it's yeah. still programmed like like this okay. the next one is the n the n stands for nutrition mm -hmm. our nervous cells are cells mm -hmm. and they communicate with each other and cells especially in the brain they need good protein and good fatty acids yeah and fatty acids are omega-3s good protein can come from beef if you're a vegan and you have to look for other plant-based resources for protein. Mm. And fat is also very, very important. Mm. Essential fatty acids. You can also take them from nuts. Right. Yeah, yeah, they also hold omega-3s. Yeah. That's the second step. Okay. Then E stands for emotional control. Mm -hmm. And here, everything comes in about mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the major things. Are you even able to drop into your body? Do you have a connection from your brain to your body? Mm. A lot of us, me included, we're always working, we're planning, we're active, we're analyzing. All these are conscious thoughts. But we are biological beings and therefore our body is also very important. And emotional control starts by dropping into your body and sensing what's going on. Mm. These are sensations in your body. And it's important that you catch them before they become a feeling. Right. Because yep. emotions are energy in motion. Something was released from the brain, then you have some physical response to that. Mm. And now the body or the brain senses it back and sees, oh, there is something and a feeling, a conscious feeling is created. So if you want to emotionally control yourself, 
drop into your body, sense what's going on. Is this tight? Mm. With me, I often sense that my calves are becoming very tight. Yeah, they yeah. become cold because I'm I'm seated the whole time. Mm. I sense my my lower back starts to pain, and this should be a signal that I have need an interruption. Mm. Yeah, that I interrupted, and I also say, oh, my calves are feeling very tight now. My lower back starts to pain, mm. and then I prevent any form of exhaustion because I'm getting more aware. Mm. There's Dr. Alan Viskin, mm. and he says, catch your emotion before they become a feeling. Mm. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, then you start, you know, you attach a feeling to it, and then it gets bigger and bigger, right? It becomes a big problem. Yeah. Yeah, and we always override our body. We don't notice that we're becoming tired. We don't notice that we can't, can't concentrate anymore. Mm. Yeah, we think we are sitting there for six hours, busy doing one thing after the other one, or doing three things at the same time. But again, our brain is not programmed like this. It has to shift attention all the time. This means if you do several things, it always focuses at one thing at a time. Mm. If you swap too fast, the brain always has to swap again. We are not able to multitask. Mm. Yeah? Well, not and even women. <laughs> no, even women can't <laughs> multitask. Nobody can. The, the brain can only consciously focus on one thing. Mm. And this means you have to do it really in, 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 in seconds. And that's also not so good for the brain. Right. Confusing. Therefore, also try to interrupt your work. Mm -hmm. There some people that can focus for 50 minutes. Some people can only focus for 15 or 20 minutes. Mm. And there are some apps in the market. Yeah. I use Brain Focus. Mm -hmm. And then you can uh, give yourself a schedule. After 20, 20 minutes, it rings. You do a short break, you drink water, you do some exercises, whatever, and then you come back. Especially if you're ADHD, mm. you should have really breaks because you can really focus for, for a long time. Mm. And this is what I recommend for the E. Okay. Then we have the A stands for activity. Right. Do something up in your free time. Do something opposite what you're doing during your work time. Yep. If you're seated the whole time, then become active. Yep. Do something like jogging, swimming, fast walking, whatever you feel like. If you're already very busy during the day, do something the opposite. Like do more relaxation things right. like yoga, tai chi, something like that. Right. Okay. Also, brain gym is quite good in between, just to uh, balance your right and left hemisphere of your brain. It's also a very good recommendation. Okay. And we have this next sneeze. They're the second S. <laughs> this stands for social interaction. Mm -hmm. Very important as a human being that we interact with other human beings. Yep. And in per, uh, person on person, not just online, Sorry. but to be, <laughs> to be with your family, be with your kids, 
And this also helps you to have this release of oxytocin, getting this sense of belonging. That's also very, very important to feel that you're not alone, that there is a community, a family around you. Mm. Okay. Yeah? And e, the second E stands for enthusiasm. So be passionate about whatever you're doing. This should be a high value. Don't go for achieving goals after the other. Mm. Know your vision, your mission in life. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Mm. Knowing to this world gives you a higher meaning in life and then you can create a very powerful and passionate vision how you want to live your mission okay most interesting yeah that's nice okay so i think it's quite actually what you're talking about i was just thinking about the way that i kind of run my show here and and what what basically i do is like i don't start work until 10 o'clock in the morning so we don't, my diary is actually blocked till 10 o'clock. So I might start work 9, 30, 9 o'clock, maybe a little later. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that I don't have start actual work until 10. So my diary is blocked. And one of the things I found was I wasn't, I was able to get things done and get ready for the day rather than have suddenly having an appointment straight away as soon as you get, get to work. And the other thing that I'm doing is I play squash five times a week. <laughs> so... Yeah. So I've got. So you're feeling already uh, really major things. Yeah. yeah? So, so yeah. So I set it up that way that I have to leave. Yeah. I have to squash every because I play competition. I have to be there by six thirty, seven o'clock every day. You know, four days a week, and I play on weekend. The idea is that I can't work right, so I can't keep working. So I've kind of tricked myself into a situation where I can't can't keep working. I've got to stop, even if I wanted to. And that's, so that's really excellent, John. Yeah. That's exactly so. You have fulfilled already your activity, yeah. then emotional control, not to be overwhelmed, start your day a little bit later, yeah. have a time frame, how long you're working. Yeah. Excellent. And I think one excellent. of the dangers yeah, is really evolving. <laughs> I, must have, must have, I think it takes a long time to figure this stuff out, though. You know, like I think one of the things also I've got is I don't work for clients on weekends. So um, I work for my stuff, stuff, I'll do my stuff on weekends, but I very rarely work for clients on weekends because the theory is, is that you can never, if you start working for clients and working seven days a week, there's, no, there's not an eighth day in the week, right? So you'll end yes. up in a situation you'll never win because you'll, if you can't get it done in five days, you'll never get it done in seven. So I kind of yeah. like mm. And if you see in this industrial time when we started to get this nine to five mm. jobs, yeah. It has a reason why it was created that you have this 40 hour, maybe maximum 50 hours week. Mm. And people fought for these rights yeah, yeah. To, to come through, yeah, to have a 40 or even shorter than 40 hours week. Mm. And now we as entrepreneurs, we are working often 60 hours, some even more. Yeah? Mm. And this is our body is actually not meant for, for this. Yeah? No. You can do that. For a short time, but, but in the end, you really exhaust yourself. You burn yourself out, yeah. And I was actually at a conference a couple, last week talking about that concept of burnout because I said, look, sooner or later, it's going to get you if you keep that up. Um, yeah, it's the stress. It's the permanent stress you put on your body. And a lot of mental health disorders, mm. they start with stress. Mm. Yeah, Stress that's not well managed anymore. 
And that's the definition of burnout. Burnout is stress at your workplace if you're now working for someone or for yourself that's not properly managed anymore. Mm -hmm. If it still continues, you can even develop depression and anxiety out of it because yeah. depression and anxiety is also a stress response, yeah? something you can't deal with it anymore. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And I think that the problem is that most people discover this by the fact they do burn out, like they have some major incident that gets them and then they go, oh, gee whiz. And to a degree, I had something like that happen to me as well. I mean, I went through a lot of stressful situations and over time you yeah. see point where it's actually less is more right you know if you actually work yeah. less you can make more make more money you have more time and i think that the concept of working too hard has never worked you know like, i think you know your parents always say i'll oh, work hard you know and i think well that's a bad idea yeah this concept work harder and harder than i said what kind of concept is that yeah <laughs> it's the yeah. for for me i don't i i'm more on that that i say work smart mm. yeah Yep. If it's something, why should I work hard and continue the same actions that are not working? Mm. Then it's better I sit down, I use my rational thinking to yes. come up with better strategies. But I can only do that, use my really rational thinking, when the other parts of my brain are stress-free. Mm. If mm. they're not stress-free, they always overrule your conscious thinking because the networks of that stress response throughout your brain is much stronger than this area the prefrontal cortex yep. that stands for executive functioning planning focus mm. uh, decision making yeah and this doesn't have so many connections to other parts of the brain right. but the stress brain has right. the the time you are able to be stress-free or more in the neutral zone, then you can think clearly and make better decisions. Mm. And therefore, I said, it's very important that you get a feeling for your body to sense where are you on your stress mm. level right now. Mm. Because your body is the only part you can sense how stressed you are. Some people use even this electronics to see how your, their heart rate is. Mm. Uh, you can even measure some activities in your brain in the moment you sense that mm. then you have to regulate down mm. yeah yeah with some breathing work yeah just do, uh, conscious breathing and then you regulate it down you can see it on your um, device mm. and then you know okay now i'm on neutral zone and uh, here in this state, I can really think clearly. Mm. And also some, because you said uh, this concept of working harder, mm. there are certain personality types who are driven not to achieve something, but to avoid something. Mm. Like people who always have to be perfect. Yes. Yeah? And they have this concept of, I have to do more. Mm. I have to do more. Mm. And there is a, subroutine running them that's called i'm not good enough yeah. i'm not enough right. and therefore i have to do more to prove okay maybe i was, was not able to prove it to my parents but now i want to prove it to the world mm. yeah? and uh, i'm always not satisfied and mm. I, I feel not at rest 
And this is a really subconscious program that uh, you may be not aware of it, mm. but that runs you in the background. Yeah. And I mean, then you're avoiding something instead of going towards something. Instead of dealing with it, you're just avoiding it. Yeah, it makes sense. And you see those people are very highly active, but you wonder whether they're actually getting anything done, right? Because <laughs> it's like very busy. Yeah, yeah and, and they have to stand still. They have to come once to a moment and mm. realize, what am I doing here? Yeah, What mm. really drives me? Is it I'm going from one activity to, to the other one? I try out this, I meet this guy, I do this and this. And then you wonder, there comes a time that you're not making progress anymore. Yeah? Or you feel really, what we said before, really burned out and then you say, yeah, what's the meaning? What do I really want? Mm -hmm. And that's the time of really self-reflection. How is my body doing and what's really running me? Mm. And yeah, and I mean, absolutely. And I think part of the problem is that they're probably also trying to avoid that as well. As you say, they're trying to distract mm -hmm. themselves into something they're trying to avoid. Yes. Yes, because it's too painful for some, some people to notice that, yeah. I think the one thing that I've spoken to a lot of business owners about is that they tend to think that it is what it is, right? So, you know, they can't change it, you know, whatever their business is. And I think the biggest myth out there is that you can change anything. Like, you're like, it's your business, do whatever you want, right? And, and over yeah. the years, I've done that. We're a fired client, so I've half, you know, double pricing done a lot of things basically and I think part of the reason is your mind's sort of holding you back thinking oh you can't do this you can't do that because you've got to stick with whatever you've got but I think at the end of the day you know it, you can do whatever you want rather than making you think you're stuck and I think some people get kind of stuck in that syndrome and I can't change it I've got to stay exactly the same and what you what you are in that moment mm -hmm. that's what your business is in the yes, end a because your business mm -hmm. is the creation a projection of who you are mm -hmm. and therefore we also have this kind of personality traits mm -hmm. yeah and if you have um, if you're a bigger company not only a solopreneur but you have also employees then look what your personality type creates among your stuff. Yep. What kind of culture do you create with that that you always feel something drives you and you're not maybe satisfied with what your employees are doing. You always complain, yeah? Mm -hmm. Or you have this fear, yeah? So uh, a constant worry about the future. And with this, you also affect your whole team. Mm. Yeah, it's not being self-aware of what's going on, right? So they, they they picks it up. Your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So people pick it up, yes. that that's happening. You just don't realise you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. So um, one of the things we talked about was um, something you talked about called a mirror neuron technology uh, theory. What's that exactly? Yeah, this is what I wanted to uh, refer in the last statement is um, there were some studies that uh, they did it with chimpanzees yep. and they realized that chimpanzees just had to watch what the mother was doing, mm -hmm. a certain task, and without doing it, yep. just watching it, then they did some, uh, yeah, some brain scans, they saw what kind of uh, activity is happening in the brain of the chimpanzees 
and they saw, they realized that the same neurons are firing as the neurons of the mother, what she was doing, the motoric task. Yeah, these were, were motoric skills. Now, uh, people thought you could also relate that back to, um, to human beings, mm -hmm. that we take up what others are feeling. That's more this empathic way yeah. that you have a sense how someone is feeling and you feel the same feelings at the time. Imagine in a cinema, yeah. women, yeah? So there, there is a very romantic scene, yeah. Yeah? yeah? And then you will feel like tears are coming <laughs> down, yeah? <laughs> and you feel the same things that actress or whatever is feeling at that moment, yeah? Mm. So you can relate to feelings of other people. This mirror theory that you can just watch uh, people and you have the task is maybe not so, so updated. Mm. But people pick up what kind of energy is coming from mm. you. Mm. If you, as a leader, if you really uh, spread passion, if you're passionate about something, yeah? if you have a good vibe around you mm. yeah? and you believe things will work out as they are, your members will pick that up. This is very, very obvious. Mm. If you have a more this psychotic personality, yep. yeah, that mm. you don't trust, that you feel them, that you're anxious about certain things, then also this energy will be picked up. Mm. Makes sense, yeah. And that self-awareness, I think, is something that, you know, most it starts really with you. I, I heard from, uh, he was on your uh, show, Ron Carucci. Oh, yes. yes. Um, yeah, Ron, yeah. very interesting very person. Yeah. He's often also called, he, he changes organizations. Mm. And then he was called, just look at this manager. He, somehow he becomes always angry when we're in team meetings. He spreads mm. this negative energy. And then he, he watched it, he observed that. Mm. And later he spoke with that manager, he said, are you aware of that? Mm. What's go going on? And then he said, uh, not really. And then Ron asked him, so well, what's, what's behind that? Mm. And then he said, yeah, because when people are not fulfilling the expectations I have uh, on them, and mm. this makes me really angry. Mm. And then Ron also digged a little bit deeper and then it came out that the his mother from the manager, nothing was ever enough, mm. good enough. Mm. And this tendency, if he is not enough, then others mm. can be also not good enough. Yeah, so he over from the mother. Mm. And when he got this awareness, only then he was able to really reflect on it and change it. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. I think particularly for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's very much a solo thing. You know, people don't pick up on stuff. But you don't have that, that workforce around you. It's very much changed nowadays, particularly even with cloud you know, work and stuff, people working remotely. You know, in a situation where you, people don't really pick up on that stuff anymore when they used to pick it up in the office, right? Yes, yes. Well, others, they, they have uh, problems always with the uh, flow of money. Mm. They have times money comes in yep. 
but then it goes out even more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's also another program running you. And if you dig a little bit deeper, I had once a client, and she said, yeah, why I can't make money? Mm. I earn money, yes, but I can't hold it. Mm. And then we did a session, and when we came to the issue of money, Mm. Then it came out that she had this image, a metaphor came up, yeah. that she's drowning in the ocean. There's a bubble around her, mm. but she's overflowing. She's not dying because she's in this air bubble. Yeah. But uh, it's like, okay, then I, I just let it go. So, and so I can't hold it. It's not part of me. Mm. And then it came out that it was linked to something of a, of one of her parents who was an alcoholic and whenever that parent had a tendency that she or he felt overwhelmed then alcohol was the the, the thing to take to go into this bubble yeah wow. not to feel anything yeah to to feel safe and whatever and very strangely that feeling of let it just float and money is not part money was linked to that experience mm. the mother yeah? right. or the father and i think that's that, that's a, that's a big problem for a lot of people because i think a lot of people you know are in fear of success right so they actually even though they want to be successful they actually got a fear of it and they'll sort of spend the money and, and almost set themselves up for failure just because they have that fear of actually being too successful yes and uh, why I came also to con executives and experts. Mm. Many years back, my parents had a hotel. Mm -hmm. And after 14 years of really running this hotel very smoothly, they got into a financial crisis. And the crisis got the, more, <laughs> the worse yeah. the mental state of my mother got. Mm. Because it was so stressful, we were three kids, yeah, and yeah, and in the end, I can really clearly see it that the brown carpet in our living room <laughs> was covered with all the blue accounting books because she had thrown them all on the floor, and she said, "I'm out of this. I can't do it anymore. It's now on you, yeah." Mm. And it took her really years to uh, recover from it. Wow. And also as a child, therefore, I, I, I really, if you don't do it for yourself, do it for your children, I said. Yeah. This really affects your kids a lot. And uh, out of this, I created a mission to really help people on time mm. before it's too, too late. Yeah? Because if you have reached a certain point and... Maybe in your childhood, there were already stressful events. And then in your adulthood, another stressful event happens. This can actually um, take off a mental health uh, disorder. Mm -hmm. Interesting stuff. I mean, I, I think the, the, main, the body and the brain is something people never will ever figure out for totally, right? And, and it's so, so people are a little different. But I think end of the day, is, is, you know, the message is to sort of pay attention, right? Pay attention to what's going on rather than just trying to override yourself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and how you are doing it. Yeah, I really love that approach yeah, to, st to start later, to have your workouts, yeah, mm. to limit your time. 
I, I really love that uh, approach. And, and you can see it from yourself. Yeah, you, you look like calm, relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, and I think that's part of the problem. Is that you know, as you know, we said, you know, working hard will never work, right? It'll it'll be the cost of the cost it of will not work. Fine. So, I think if you can force yourself into a situation where you know, for me, if I've booked in appointments like with yourself and stuff like that, I can't you can't get out of. Then the reality is that it'll work out the way you want. So, you must just set yourself up for it to work, rather than the other way around, where you might you know, because to me, if I've got to go for a walk in the afternoon, I'll find all sorts of reasons to get out of that. You know, I want to do it, and then oh, it's got too dark, it's raining, all these reasons not to go and do it. But if I've got to go somewhere because someone will chase me down if I don't show up, well then I'll go. And and that's the nice thing about doing it. So yeah, I think set yourself up so you have no choice. I think it's a good way to go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To to set yourself up to have like a structure, a kind of shield around you. Mm. You can never avoid stress. And some certain amount of stress is also good, but too much yeah. really builds up and we have a tendency to suppress it. Mm. It started already in childhood, even in school. You could not just do whatever you wanted to do. There is a lot of suppressed emotions in mm. your body. Yeah, it makes sense. Cool. Well, we're running out of time now, so I want to sort of um, yes. give an idea of, of who you work, you know, who, who's your best customer in terms of people who come to you. So if, if the listeners are listening to us and they think, oh, that sounds interesting, I'd like you to give, give me some help. What's the best sort of way to get hold of you? What, what sort of um, clients are you looking for? That type of thing. Give me a bit of an idea. Shameless promotion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, I'm very glad to have this opportunity. Yeah, I focus on uh, executives, entrepreneurs, founders, experts, and the themes they're coming to me is, for example, to recover from burnout, anxiety, depression, but they also come to find they're in a transition stage in their career and they want to find a new way, a meaningful, purposeful way for themselves. Or they have issues in their relationships, either with work colleagues, with business partners, or in their families. Mm -hmm. Right. As an, another source, or financial money issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that what I said before. They say, "I'm earning, but more is going. Why I can can't make the money I, I want to become more successful." On one side of the frame, we have uh, people who really want to come out of a health-related issue, and others. They're already successful, but they want to become more successful. Mm, makes sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. So how do they get in touch with you? What's the best way to, to find you? Yeah. The best way uh, is to go over my website. That's Silk Celia, Celia like Charlie, mm -hmm. silkcelia.com. Mm -hmm. I also have a, a free masterclass. Nice. on how to transform from stress into strength. Mm -hmm. There you got, uh, get also a sneak peek of the method I'm using. Nice. And then I also offer a three discovery session just to find out how I can help you unique in uh, you in your unique situation. Nice. Okay, cool. We'll put the links up on the, on the podcast as well so people can find it if they need to. It's, it's really interesting stuff. I talk about this stuff all day. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. 
Yeah, I kind of like it. Like, I read a lot of psychology books and over the time because I think at the end of the day, the more you understand yourself and then you also understand other people, the better you are, and in particular in sales and, and marketing because at the end of the day, that's, you know, everybody needs that. And I think a lot of people don't realise the messaging they're missing. They're either sending out to their staff, customers, whoever. So it's quite an interesting subject. So we talk about for hours. So really appreciate you coming on and um, maybe we'll have you on again sometime in the future. Thank you very much, John, for having me on your show. And thank you very much, listeners, to listen to that episode of John's Evolvepreneur podcast. Thanks heaps, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. You've just been listening to another great Evolvepreneur podcast interview. We hope you enjoyed it. Please visit evolvepreneur.biz today to find out more about our online community and how you can take part. 